Welcome to the basement. Welcome to the basement. What up, though? Yo, growing up, I only ever had two constants in my life. My granddad's basement and my granddad's basement. There's something you can ride to, something you can vibe to, something you can chill to, something you can smoke to, something that'll make you think, something that'll make you feel good. I'm just a dude from a trailer park trying to figure out the universe. How deep you want to go? 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 What is good, everybody? Welcome to the basement. It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. Shout out Timberland. Rest in peace, Aaliyah. And happy birthday to my sister, Tiffany. It's her birthday today, April the 8th. So happy birthday, Trick. We uh, we had a strain, string of years back when we were both a little bit more younger, hitting each other up at midnight. And last night, I just didn't quite make it to midnight. I was, And, and if I did, then I, I probably just forgot. But first thing I did when I woke up this morning was just reach out to my little sister, give her a little happy birthday, get her day going. And, and hopefully she can uh, enjoy it. And as, as time goes on, it... Uh, you know, it's the perspective of the amount of time we've been walking and living on the planet, right? This is how long time takes. When, you, when you're 10, seems like a year is forever. But when you're, you know, 25, 30, 35, uh, you know, the, the time goes by at what seems like such a, such a more quick rate because, you know, you're the, what you're comparing it to is just more time. And the longer you live on this earth, the, the less time seems to, to take. It, it could, you know, I'm probably subconsciously it's because less time you just you have less time left. Uh, anyways, in my time off, I don't get into work too often, but man, I've been slammed. I've been slammed, as y'all know. Um, Full time husband, father, entrepreneur, uh, helping out one of the highest producing real estate teams in the country uh, do their thing, do our thing. And it's it's time consuming, hours on hours, lots of lots of phone calls. And uh, specifically what happens is I got so I kind of manage a sales team and I got a top salesman and I manage his transactions and a few other people on the team as well. But he goes, shows houses, gets an offer accepted and then I take over. So he he routes them through, navigates them through the market, gets them into the house, submits a winning offer. And then from then on, I take over. So a lot of times, if you're buying a house, you'd be working with one realtor the whole time. But we're Lopez Newton Realtors at Long Realty Company. And with that, we, uh, you know, we have a full team to support individuals. And everybody has a little bit of their specialty. We have you know, specific showing agents. We have back office administrative. We have our own broker. If you think about real estate, broker is the, the main, the top realtor at that company is called the, the broker. And you got to have a specific license for that. Um, and then there are other people who go forth and get their brokerage license, but they wouldn't necessarily be the broker at any given uh, real estate agency. So, but 
those other people who there's other opportunities for brokers to be kind of heads of teams. So while Long Realty has their own broker, our team also has our own broker uh, who does who does their thing. And then myself, once that offer gets accepted, I, I take over the file. So kind of manage the transaction real hands on with the with the other agent, the other real estate agent representing the seller real hands on with our buyers. So they're in full and complete understanding of the way. Uh, the, the process and what's happening and why it's happening and you know what are the remediation courses if uh, if needed so that's the type of stuff I do and ultimately get them all the way to a point where they're ready to, to sign their life away and then hand it back to the realtor who got the offer accepted for him to hand them the keys so kind of step in handle all the paperwork all the deadlines and then step back out and get a little small commission off of that so it's in you know as far as financially monetarily it's in my best interest to close as many houses as as possible, and we are a by volume group, uh, group of high speed individuals. And uh, but that being said, we do a lot of business, one of the top teams in the country, and it's it's a little strenuous. So, for the last month, I've been on hiatus, you know. I wish that I, I didn't take so much time off too, uh, but that uh, that's why. Just been real, real focused on, on the business. It is the busiest, the season kicked off, you know, there was. January, February is always just historically a little bit slower. People are waking up from hibernation over the winter. They still got a little bit of the itis left over from the holidays. And then, boom, March hits, and it's really kind of take off. And that's, I don't know, where all of a sudden it's April. Like, I legitimately don't have much a recollection of anything that happened in March. Baby G, my youngest son, his birthday is at the very beginning of March. So it's like, his, it's like, goes my birthday his birthday. And then all of a sudden it was April. Like, I don't necessarily know what happened in the interim, but I came off, uh, came off feeling all right. We roll into April. We're a week into April and, uh, feeling good, feeling fine. Business is going well, but I definitely wanted to, to check in, just, just let y'all know how, how a brother's doing. You know what I'm saying? So I got, uh, never really talk about I got all kinds of stuff let yet to talk about to explore uh, there's all kinds of things I haven't broken into types of things that I'm into I think I've gone into a little bit of the UFC a little bit of uh, current business a little bit of my fam a lot of bit of the family set up uh, medium amount of the psychology but I uh, you know I'm into all kinds of different stuff and recently it was I was car shopping and I've only owned Fords so I'm into I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm into cars, but I know enough about cars and I know what I like. Like I've had probably close to a dozen cars in my lifespan. Got my first car, got my driver's license and first car when I was 16. And that was, I've pretty much had a car ever since. Most of my senior year of high school, I did not have a car. But other than that, sophomore year, junior year of high school, um, and then after I graduated and joined the military and to this day, I've always kept the car and they've been all Fords, you know, Ford, Lincoln, Mercury or, uh, or, and, and, uh, one Cadillac. I was going through my first divorce, my only divorce. I was getting divorced back in, uh, the early two thousands and, uh, I needed a car. I needed a vehicle. There's things I just needed to get around my ex-wife, ex-wife to be had, uh, my Ford Explorer, and I needed a whip, so found a $2,000 Cadillac, and this was back then, like, even then, it should have probably been a $500 Cadillac, but nonetheless, went out, got it, it was kind of the best 
deal. It was all about the money. What's the cheapest car I can find in town? Transmission was going like that. I don't know. It was a 94 Cadillac DeVille with like 212,000 miles or some wild shit like that. I didn't even, I don't even think I got a thousand miles out of that, but it was 2000 bucks. I paid it off pretty quick. I did. I financed it. I was 20 years old, 21 years old. Life was, life was a mess. And I copped that Cadillac and went from there. But other than that, I've had Fords, Ford Taurus, Ford Explorer, a couple of them, a couple of Ford Taurus as well. Um, man, what else was I driving? Lincoln MKZ had a couple of those. Ford Bronco. Um, man, there's been, a, there's been a couple of few more in there. Oh, uh, uh, 1989 LTD. So that's the, the Crown Vic. And then I just recently, just the other day, just the other day, I'm, and I'm real proud of this, I bought, I bought a Mercury Grand Marquise. And... People, if you know what that is, it's a, it, a lot of people consider it a, an old person car. It's a grandma car, a grandpa car. It's a, it's a big body, you know, a big body boat. And I mean, I had one. So if you think about uh, Ford, F- the Ford Motor Company is Ford, Mercury, Lincoln, and they don't make Mercury anymore. And they've stopped production of a lot of Fords. And there's, there's still a, a good chunk of Lincolns. There's like three or four, maybe even five, up to six different Lincolns they're making these days. But they're trying to kind of, as far as I understand, Ford's trying to just kind of more do the higher end stuff and compete with Cadillac a little bit more. And that's what Lincoln has always been. Lincoln's always been a, a competitor to Cadillac as far as domestic luxury vehicles. And then you got, so GM motor company, you got GM kind of their lower end. That would be Ford. And then, uh, Chevy or is Chevy, the low end, maybe Chevy's the low end with Ford. And then Mercury was comparable to GM in the middle. And then the top one was Lincoln versus. uh, Versus Cadillac, as far and then you got oh, I mean Pontiac, Buick. I mean, there's a lot of great American car companies back in the day that are just not not around anymore. Um, just the way this country has gone, the way jobs have shifted out, the way auto manufacturers ha- have gone, and the way they've been regulated, and the way industry has been regulated. People have been able to, you know move basically car production i don't even think fords i think fords are mostly made in mexico like it's an american company but i think mostly they're made in mexico and then all kinds of stuff is made in all kinds of other different places so i don't know it's interesting when you think about it but for me when i think about my vehicles and all my fords throughout the years and just my mechanical ability i know what i'm getting and i really i like that feeling to, to know what I'm getting and, you know, what that, that money got me and how long this vehicle is going to last and if slash when, when it breaks down, what it's going to be, being able to diagnose, to troubleshoot that and have a relatively easy time maintaining it. So, I mean, if you own a car, I plan on, so I got the Grand Marquis. It's a 2009 body is... Uh, not mint, but it's damn near, damn near flawless. There's a little blemish on the hood, just in front of the hood, above the grill, a little piece of, little chunk of metal between, little piece of car between the hood and the grill. There's a little tiny blemish on there, and uh, leather seats. Uh, radio needs an upgrade. It's an 09. No Bluetooth. No touchscreen. Kind of. I don't know, just just need a little bit of upgrade. Need to, I'd like to be able to connect my my phone to the car, so I'll probably upgrade the stereo at some point. But it's got nineteen thousand miles on it, so I mean the goal is to have this last a long time. 
said, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy. I'm really proud. Uh, I do have to say I got another car that I own. It's a 2014 Ford Taurus. So that one, I got to get a little body work done to it and then sell that. And hopefully I can just get close to what I paid for the Mercury. I got that actually kind of for a steal. When you And if you look at these cars, they're like, oh, that's, that's, not, that's not my shit at all. That's fine. It's my shit, and it's a bunch of people's shit. It's kind of a whole underground like thing on Instagram. It's the Panther body style. Um, so it's Panther Mafia and all kinds of kind of funny hashtags. And like the Ford Crown Vic, and then the Mercury Grand Marquise, and then the Lincoln Continental slash Lincoln Town Car. Those are all kind of the same, the same frame, same engine. It's just a matter of features and maybe what seats you got in there if it has leather seats or cloth seats you get the ford standard crown victoria you're gonna have you know just some cloth seats not you know minimal features and maybe if you get one old enough you might have roll down windows if anybody even remembers roll down windows but then as it goes up into the mercury a few more features and uh so up up to the lincoln where you're getting leather seats for sure just the top maxed out amount of features and there's even levels within each one so i'm just real you know first night i got it i've had it for not even a week now and went and took the family for a ride the other day scooped up uh vet seth he lives right around the corner so took a little back road arizona desert drive uh, first night I had it just rolling, just cruising, having a good time and, you know, looking for it. Got the interior and it was clean, too. It only got 19,000 miles, but uh, but it uh, did detail the inside yesterday. I got in there with the Q-tip and changed the oil, got in there, cleaned the interior. So now I just got to do the uh, the floor mats and the carpet. Hopefully, you know, the carpet seems to be all right. There's, there's, I mean, there's floor mats in there, but I'm still going to get a nice, uh, nice cleaning done on the carpets. And then get the windows tinted. Supposed to actually have that done today. Supposed to drop the whip off here in a couple hours. And then it's going to be there for a few hours. And I got an appointment. So I'm going to get picked up and and go over there and meet up with my real estate team. But that's kind of, you know, I'm feeling good about that. I'm feeling high. And the, the ability, I guess, to wear... You're recognizing when you level up in life is, is it's really cool and it really hits me in, emotionally in a really good spot just to be like I, I did that and I mean the full the full picture it was all right my car I got ninety three thousand miles on it it's gonna start nickel and diamond me it's not a problem it's it's actually a decent car and it, you know if and when it breaks down in the near future i can probably handle it and it's a ford so even if it's something i can't handle it has to be in the shop I, you know i should be able to uh get it fixed i got i got the you know the, uh, i'm a man of 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 not many things but i got a little bit of a little bit of means so i'm definitely able to to pay for if the car breaks down but it's the fact that just it's time to upgrade when I look at the perspective of half my real estate team are driving Porsches we got a, a fresh brand new Cadillac Escalade we got uh you know and then we got some newer guys and I'm right there in the middle okay so I'm like all right well I should probably you know four appearances one showing up in the Ford Taurus sometimes you know maybe you know just step it up just a little bit you might think the Mercury Grand Marquise is you know it's not a step up where you get that big boat but but it is it's it's a statement 
And to me, it's a luxury vehicle. The ride of it, you know, the seats are comfortable. It's, you know, it's really built for the freeway. It's not built for day-to-day Tucson driving, that's for sure. That's for sure. But the plan is to bang it around for a year, maybe two, and then get a Ford Crown Vic for my more daily rider and then turn the Grand Marquise into, because, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 12 years old, but if I can kind of maintain it and keep it clean and add some, just, a, you know, just some real subtleties to it, I get the stereo upgraded put some you know a little bit of trim pieces around get maybe some interior lighting update the headlights um and if i can't update the headlights the the actual the housing of the headlight not the bulb but if i can't if i can't do that there's just specific ones to kind of a little bit more more classy but they're very hard to find with uh this particular model uh and year for uh our uh the mercury grand marquise so uh, maybe just get some different bulbs and then do I, I, I got some plans. I got just some little subtleties to, you know, just just keep the car cool and turn it into just like a date night car and hopefully make it last plenty long, plenty long. I'm looking to get I'm looking I'm not looking to get rid of this car. All right. But I do. But I want to keep the miles a little bit low. So maybe just ride it around for a year, throw, you know, a couple hundred bucks in it every month just to kind of do a little bit of upgrades and then buy. You know, by the next year, year and a half, it should be, you know, where where I want it to be at. And then in about a year, and like I said, worst case two, just get, I want to get a Ford Crown Vic uh, of, a, of a certain type. I got, you know, uh, there's uh, the cop cars you can get in good condition. I'm a little hesitant to get an actual one that was actually a squad car. Um, just got concerns with the way police officers are, they're in a hurry a lot so they they might back up shift from reverse to drive but the car wasn't stopped and it's a I mean it's a mechanical transmission it's not an electrical transmission so I might go your some of y'all's eyes are about to glaze over but you got your transmission is what shifts shifts the car so you got you know park reverse neutral drive you know it's not going any further than that but that's cool so that's shifted by the transmission and you can do it by way of a mechanical arm shifting it so when you pull that gear the gear handle to put it in drive that's moving a mechanical arm that moves the transmission into place so it's actually better to do that slow do it slowly and at a complete stop uh, unless you're driving a manual but i'm talking about automatic transmission now, if you have an electric transmission, the signals not the signal sent differently. So you, if you're at, it's probably still not that great for the actual transmission overall. But you're not going to fuck with that that mechanism, that gear of, and you know find itself slipping. You know that's where a transmission will slip. Like it won't catch where it's supposed to because it's too worn from putting it in and out of gear when the car's still moving. Like you're rubbing pieces together, and then a transmission will slip if you're stopped. The gears are stopped and the gear can remove itself from one and into the gear that you're requesting it to be in. And then once it engages, hit the gas and go. But um, enough about transmission 101, I guess, at this point. But very proud of myself uh, to pay cash for this car and it didn't really affect the family. I did. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I wasn't done going where I was going. So my car is added. I talked to the wife. I was like, hey, I need to go into the savings account and just I want to get a car and get one soon. And then after I get that car in the next few weeks, sell uh, sell the, the Taurus. And she's like, all right, cool. And then we talked about why I wanted a car. I was like, all right, bet. And she don't necessarily care for the Grand Marquise, but 
she also don't get my vision and it's good to have your counterpoint in the universe um be face to face with you so they can help point out anything glaring that you may be missing uh, across this life uh but she she don't like the whip but that, that ain't no thing but so i pulled the money out of the savings account and i got this car and didn't really affect the family at all it'd be nice to keep a beater car and that's what i'm talking about getting in like a year but not like a, a beater just like the home depot runner no car seats in it keep the back seats folded down and you know maybe even behoove us to get a little pickup truck <clears throat> wouldn't need anything extravagant in, in the future but you know plan, plans for down the road i think it's good to you know i want that the most of the day rider and then if i'm you know for to be the ford crown vic you know add up the miles a little bit on that the quick runs to the grocery store just you know the and then when i'm putting big miles on going down the freeway or a date night or meeting with a cool client a, 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 a higher price point client maybe uh uh, pull out the Grand Marquise and have some sounds in there, sounding all good, coming up, rolling out, and always staying clean. But just some ideas for the future. I want to talk about leveling up. Like, you know, I was right in the middle of the real estate team. So half the team had Porsches, half the team is kind of new, and then I'm right there in the middle. Like, all right, well, it's probably time to level up. One, to to keep up appearances a little bit, and two, show the, the newer entrepreneurs that it, you can level up as well. And I think that that's good. It's a good objective just in life to go for, you know, can you level up from, you know, from ge your generational past? And I look into stuff like that all the time. I was sitting at the dinner table last night. We're talking about uh, swapping daycares out for my boys. I was just not necessarily displeased, but feel like we could give, be provided better care. Uh, for our kids and we went through one tour and turns out it, it, there's no openings anyways and then there's some other stipulations around some other schools where the the enrollment age is three my youngest just turned two so it's like all right well we got some time so let's throttle back off this and then but then it did come down to to the money the financial aspect of it I was like yeah well the, the one place we did go it turns out they don't have any openings anyways but that uh that was very expensive very expensive. And I looked at, you know, kind of looked at my son. And I was like, well, I guess you can do better than us, son, and have your kids go to that type of school. And uh, and you're just going to deal with what you got right now. And I go back to kind of my child care as a kid. It was, you know, sporadic in-home daycares and random babysitters. I had a babysitter who locked me out of the the trailer for hours. For hours, it would show up. My mom would drop me off in the morning. Uh, and then there was also daycare and like my grandparents. So it was always like nothing really steady or stable. And now I got my kids a little more stable and they want to get their kids, you know, even more, you know, more opportunity than that. And what I want to instill is make sure that we're not, you know, spoiling anybody. But hold on, before I go too far, I was just saying, um, Damn, I don't remember what I was saying. I started saying something, and then I kept going because I wanted to go back. But whatever it was, it'll, it'll probably come back to me, or or it won't, and we don't got to worry about it. But uh, I, I think back on my life. I'm, I'm going to try not to get too heavy with this. Uh, this was just a, a catch-up podcast, let you all know where I'm at mentally, how I'm doing, how I'm feeling. I mean, family's well. Kids are well, wife is well, communication is well, all my friends are, are killing it. Big T, Vet T, he's been on the podcast before, uh, I think just once on the Vetcast, I think it was episode like 16, 
Oof. But uh, but that's my bro in them. But he moved out of out of town. He's he's getting a new house over there on the East Coast. So excited for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he kind of came up white trash all star, not too dissimilar from me. And he's he's leveling up in his life. And, you know, but when I think about all my current fortunes and positivity around me and well-being and all the things that I've been able to to build around myself for for success and constantly, you know, trying to become the best version of myself and make the the proper decisions to put myself in the right situations and being able to recognize, you know, what would be the best way to go at this time. Like I think about, you know, in order to do those things, I think about where I came from. And it's always been a lot of confusion, a lot of confusion just in life, how I got here. Like what the fuck happened to how I got here? Because when I look around outside looking in, everything is beautiful, perfect, gorgeous. Uh, Just my perspective, my point of view, like, okay, this is a massive, massive turnaround. Um, I, I'm going to brag. I don't know how to say this other way without being braggadocious, but I live in a, a how an appreciating asset of a home that's worth more today than it is the day I bought it. Have no debt. They got five bedrooms, three bathrooms. There's only four of us that live here. Twenty eight hundred square foot. Uh, both our vehicle, all three of the vehicles currently in this house, we are holding. We are the title holders. There's no liens on them. Like beautiful yard. My kids are spoiled. Like uh, it, it's. There's nothing but the most minor of first world problems that go on in my life. And how did I get here? That's where I get confused sometimes. Like I feel like I'm caught in like just an alternate universe that's maybe parallel to the one that I started in because it started, um, you know, high school parents, like only child for a decade. And within that, it's been a big jumble. If you listen back to the last several podcasts or, or or are a longtime listener. I've broken all this stuff down, but just really unstableness and uh, just what is happening, just really weird situations. Like we lived, I lived with a kidnapped kid in one of the apartment complexes I lived in, like a kidnapped kid. Some kid was this kid. I, Dan was the molester. They lived up on the third floor, and I think the kid's name was like, it was David or Daniel. I don't recall. I want to say maybe it's David. Dan and David. And my mom, they lived, I think maybe on the third floor. My mom was over at another somebody's apartments and heard some weird shit. I don't know. But it was weird. It was obviously weird even like as a seven, eight, nine-year-old kid. Like, that's weird. That's not normal. But not knowing really how to verbalize it, it just doesn't feel like that's a normal or proper situation to be in. Coming from a kid who, like, is in a fucked up situation. So that David had it bad. One day the cop showed up and took him home. Like, he was a kidnapped kid. And I don't know whatever happened to, to Big Dan. This motherfucker, I don't even want to get into Big Dan. He was uh, clearly a motherfucker. He kidnapped, kidnapped some kid and was molesting him. And it was fuckery, and who knows where they came from, where he went back to. I think it was like Illinois. Actually, the memory's coming back. I feel like the kid came from Illinois. Like he jacked his kid, and he ended up getting home. And I, 
or just wonder about him these days, like how his life turned out. Like you were a kidnapped kid at one point for a long time and shit is probably all fucked up for him too. But that's the type of shit I was exposed to. Like I'm the like a bunch of just latchkey kids running around going crazy, teaching each other bow staff skills and shit. Like it, it just weird. Everything was weird growing up. And then I, I really sat back, had some conversations with the universe real recently I really got to deeply, deeply thinking about my life and like all I broke down all the weird shit. And there's some things that I can't explain because I got put in situations based on other people's decisions before I was old enough to to really take control of anything. And there's a certain point of when you're, you're of a certain age where you just got to take control. And I don't know if that's 19 when I left for the Air Force or if it was, you know, 16 when I got a driver's license, lost my virginity. Like I don't you know if it was when I was almost what, 17, 16 and a half. When I move in with my dad, two thousand end of two thousand one, so like almost seventeen. Yeah, I think I was almost seventeen moving in with my dad. Like I, I don't know, I don't know what, what's what as far as uh, the proper way you take care of your life, or when you're responsible for taking control over your life. But I mean, that's that's a debate, I guess, or a conversation I'm open to having with anybody. At what point are you responsible for your own actions? So as a parent, you know, and it could be different. It's going to be different per individual. It's going to be different per family. But, you know, I guess that's a conversation I should probably have with my wife and be like, okay, what age do we whatever stop wiping your ass? either literally or figuratively. We, there's an age we stop breastfeeding. There's an age where naps stop. There's an age where, you know, whatever. At what age do you take control? And I don't know necessarily what that is, open for, open for interpretation, open for conversation and debate. But when I think back on my life, I, I kind of steered off there. But when I was thinking back on my life and how weird my childhood was and all the feelings that went with it, I was... Just a lot less angry. I was very lonely and very angry, but at the same time, very sensitive. And to, uh, I mean, I'm still a sensitive individual. I just have, they call it military bearing. You know, they, you know, keep control over your emotions. That's what they call bearing. Keep your bearings, keep your wit, keep your bearings about you. Don't lose your shit. Like don't, 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 you know, don't lose your marbles. Don't, you can't be down on the ground on your hands and knees, you know, trying to scramble for your marbles, man. We don't have time for that shit. You need to keep it together so we can continue to, to head nigh straight forward and get to the task and militaristic, you know, in, in that context, it's, you know, break shit and kill people. So you have a military bearing, but I have complete and control over my emotions, although I'm a sensitive individual, not like I don't like to hurt people's feelings. I like to be very careful with my words. I've never been a bully. I've never, I've never really made fun of people. I mean, I'll break balls with the homies, but like I've never picked on kids at school. That was never, never my my motivation. Not nothing that ever got me through. Probably because I I don't remember ever being picked on, but I definitely was like the weird isolated kid, like lonely and angry. And when I was talking to the universe the other day, just trying to really figure out how I got here to continue to keep a good and positive perspective on life. Like, let me actually try to really dig deep and remember some things. And it was, everything was just so weird. I, but I still, I came to some sense of 
positive outcome, positive emotion. Like I'm glad that I was able to, to dig deep within myself and I'm not, I'm actually not going to share, uh, kind of some of the things I discovered It involves too many other people. Uh, what is a source of my loneliness and anger? I'm talking as a child and through adolescence, um, whether it's not having a dad directly in the home and for a good chunk of time or decisions, both my parents made, whether to Together before I was born, you know, during pregnancy, after I was born, like it just I, I came to a really good sense of self um, a- after everything. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just came up. I wanted to freestyle it and check in on a podcast, but without I guess without going deep into the, the details, I, I can't speak cryptically. Uh, that would be only for me to understand. So I'm not going to get into any more on that point. Uh, in fact, let's take a break. Let me, I don't, I don't think I have any, you know what? Yeah, let me, I'm going to throw a beat in. I'm going to throw a beat in. And if I come back, I come back. If not, I'm not. Everybody be cool. Check on a vet and hug your loved ones. We'll see what happens after I lace this beat down. Chill. I uh, that wasn't a, uh, I remember what I was starting to say. Like I said, I was uh, I'm freestyling this one. But one thing I was uh, I was thinking when I started talking about root causes, sources of personal issues. So mine was anger. So I'm not going to get into the specifics, but like what I was thinking about, I think I can explain it a little bit more better than abruptly uh, doing an Irish exit on the podcast. But I was. Uh, just thinking about life and how I got to where I am today. And I got to, you know, accepting of where I am today and that I am the same individual who came from just some, some wicked and wild shit. But the feelings that were, that, that were a part of me or are a part of me, like one big one was anger. Just, I was a very, just always seemed angry and lonely. It's kind of what I started saying. And I realized what the source of that anger was, at least to me, a way that I could describe it. And that's what I didn't want to get into specifics of is of why there's a lot of people involved whom I need to have conversations with before I would ever dare speaking publicly about such issues. But the people involved, um, you know, I ended up with a lot of anger due to the situations I was in anger and spite, resentment, and this deep sense of loneliness, of always being alone, always being by myself and not, not having anyone to care for me as I always reached out and searched for, you know, a father figure or a big brother. And I, and I never had those, you know, at a, at a very young age when your brain is really formulating your personality. So, you know, my thought was I analyzed that I broke it all down and really feel like I got to a really deep sense of understanding of myself and where 
specifically the anger came from. And there's a point where you hit those realizations, you stand up, get to acceptance and begin to move on as that is a new, a new, new, this is the new me or the new time to move forward or the the new acknowledgement of myself. All right. So I take that and just understanding why I acted in a certain way or being able to put something that helps with understanding, you know, and maybe there's things that need to go deeper when I have these conversations with other people on why, how you instilled this, these things in me and the things you put on me, you know, and there's just one thing I would say to, to parents, to, to big brothers, to people of influence, leaders, teachers, uh, pediatricians, anybody dealing with our youth, you know, pastors, you know, camp counselors, just you, you care for, you care, you have to care for the brains of our youth, okay? And you don't put anything unneeded on anybody, let alone a child, an adolescent, especially, especially if you're their parent or, or, or guiding light or you're, you know, the, the guardian, whether you're uncle or grandparent. You don't put things, emotional baggage on innocence, that's not okay. That's not all right. And I feel like that's some of the things that happened to me and ultimately made me angry and confused. But when I can look back and find some type of starting point as to why, understanding why I was or am a certain way is very helpful. Very helpful with being able to move forward to acknowledge, understand, and course correct to move forward for a better sense of positivity. So I think that's a much better way to end this podcast. Everybody be cool. Check on a vet. And hug your loved ones. Chill.